When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Today's episode of Making Podcasts Great Again is brought to you by FanDuel, the exclusive wagering partner of CLNS Media Network. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Making Podcasts Great Again. I am your tech stuff guy, Jay Nog, and we are here, of course, with the president of the United States of 2024, Mr. Donald J. Trump. Mr. President, how are you today? We're doing, uh, you know, we're feeling strong. You know, they they say March uh, comes like a lion. And they've come very strongly. That's why they're the king of the jungle. They have a lot of a lot of sex. So March comes like a lion and uh, eats lamb. I think is that's what they you know March. It's a tough month, very tough month. And I think that's that's how I would describe myself. How I'm feeling very strong this month. I, I'm coming like a lion, and uh, I don't like lamb that much, but I'll eat it. I'll eat it if it's cooked properly. So unlike Ron DeSacas, who uh, from what I'm told, comes very weakly and uh, can't afford lamb. So mm. who the hell would want that as a president? Not me. Can't go wrong with some rack of lamb. Oh, over the rack. <laughs> you don't want to go rack. to Iraq. You don't, Iraq is fine, but you don't want to go to Iraq because that was a disaster. Now, Mr. President, I know you sometimes... Did anybody ever showed up to Iraq? Very disappointed, like thinking it was just going to be a bunch of <laughs> busty brown chicks walking around going, would you like to see my breasts? And then all of a sudden, it's actually very aggressive men with mustaches. <laughs> kill you. I think it might have happened once or twice, probably. The odds spring break. are. You ever go to spring break? Let's go to Iraq, bro. And then you get there and it's like, I don't think this is, I don't think they're doing wet t-shirt contests in Iraq. I think it's actually blood on the t-shirts because they're doing strong murder. <laughs> wrong wet t-shirt technically they're wet t-shirts but you're not seeing nipples you're seeing many organs spilling out however <laughs> very sad very, worst spring break ever how about that for a title <laughs> now mr president i know you you finished netflix right so strong i mean an effort you know obviously they're always trying to put up new content to beat me but i see i see that content so quickly of course you do now, the Oscars were last night. Did you happen to watch any of it, all of it, catch a glimpse of no, I saw everything everywhere all at once, except I didn't watch any of it. And <laughs> I saw nothing, never, nowhere. How about that? And But I'll tell you what I saw. I was flipping channels, as you know. I don't like to watch the radical woke media, mm -hmm. disgusting, far left. So I was flipping channels. I probably cut, I don't know, three hours, 15 minutes of the show. So barely, barely anything. And... What did it, I mean, I think this is actually a new low. I think it's a new low for even the Oscars, which we know are radical left and uh, very woke. This was, 
this this might have been called this could be called the I Hate America and American Filmmakers Oscar <laughs> Night. Now, I have, a, I have a few questions. I wasn't sure if you watched it. You did watch some of it. What do you think of Jimmy Kimmel hosting? What are your thoughts on him? You know, Jimmy Kimmel used to be a comedian. He worked with a great guy named Adam Carolla. I don't know if you know him. They were very, they were funny. They were funny. Carolla's still very funny and uh, very honest and very truthful. Truth, he's very truth social, to be honest. <laughs> but Kimmel, I think he got scared. I think he hung out with the radical left crowd. I think people saw him do very respectful blackface as Carl Malone. And he got <laughs> scared. And he decided he was going to lean into woke comedy. He went very woke. All of a sudden, he couldn't stop talking about Trump. Trump, Trump, Trump. And I said, this guy's not funny anymore. So I see, I, I can admit, he used to be, he used to have talent. And he got Trump derangement syndrome in his whole show. <laughs> you know, he was trying to basically compete with Colbert on, C, on CBS. And it became a disaster. And now ABC has to have him host because they have to prop him up. They're like, oh, we have the Oscars. Well, let's put our failing host uh, on the Oscars. And maybe people will like him then. And guess what? They don't like him. They don't like him even a bit. I've talked to a lot of people who say, sir, whatever happened to comedy? What about Greg, Greg Gutfeld hosting the Oscars? <laughs> I said, oh, they don't want somebody that funny. Now, I don't know if you caught this woman in the audience this woman with a giant, I don't know if it was her her, her hood or it was a hat or it was part of her outfit that extended up. I, did you see this person who, if you were sitting behind her, two people sitting behind her, you can see anything because it was just uh, like a billboard attached to her. What, what were your thoughts on this woman? I thought this is a disgrace. And I thought what I thought was really sad about it was, Obviously, they didn't want people talking in the theater. And this black woman <laughs> was probably like, but I want to talk in the theater. Okay, if they don't let me talk, I'll just block everybody's view. So it was very, very aggressive black theater behavior, to be honest. We call that ABT, uh, aggressive black theater. And I think she was doing it. It was almost like it was like the the sign language equivalent of talking in the movie theater like oh you can't hear but now you can't see the movie so it's almost as bad no i thought i would have escorted that person out very roughly i would have thrown her in a police wagon i would have arrested her i would have arrested her but it was the woke oscars so you just have to sit there and allow this woman to destroy the show which you know to be honest it was a horrible show anyway so maybe she was right <laughs> now Elvis, I think you did you review did you review Elvis one month? Uh, that's a great question. I think uh, I probably gave Elvis, well I gave, I gave Elvis uh, um, post post humorously. You know, when somebody dies, you give them a post humor. Yeah, you know, like you make you disappeared. Take, oh, there you are. Sorry. They gave a uh, porn humorously, you know, when somebody dies and you give them an award <laughs> after they're dead and you give it porn humorously. Uh, I gave Elvis an award porn humorous, humorously. And it was, uh, you know, he thanked me. He thanked me uh, from heaven. He said, thank you, sir. Fred Trump told me, the great Fred Trump. Uh, I, Elvis was a great movie, even though it had woke Tom Hanks. I mean, he won a Razzie for worst actor. How about that? That's how strong this Austin Butler kid was. 
he actually had Tom Hanks give the worst Tom Hanks performance of his career, and he still got the movie nominated for Best Picture. So that was very strong. And but no, they're not going to get. You think they're going to give a word to Elvis? You think they? You think the woke Oscars, the Woskers, are going to give an award to Elvis, a great white? No, no. Now, the the gentleman who played Elvis, this guy, allegedly like stating character after the movie Elvis and like kind of thought he was Elvis. Now they got, they won nothing, not one award. Do you think it was because of the whole Priscilla Presley thing and the whole death and everything or no, nothing to do with that. No, I think the young young man was uh, very talented and a very strong, respectful performance. I think he's right. I think the Oscars went full woke and Instead, they gave it the fat bastard from Austin Powers. That's who got best actor. How about that? Well, I, w- I was going to ask you that. Uh, two actors who were very popular in the 80s, um, Brandon Fraser and Sino Man. I don't know the other, the Asian gentleman, but uh, he played Data, and they were the big winners of the night. And don't forget Short Round in that's Indiana right. Jones. Indiana Jones, that's right. And the Temple of uh, the Temple of uh, Netanyahu. <laughs> what are your thoughts on those two '80s stars winning now? Does it show you that anything is possible? Well, no, what it shows you is that a great '80s icon became president, and it's sort of an, that's me, by the way, and it inspired. That's what it did. It's called inspiration, tech stuff. A lot of these 80s people, they said, you know, I'm down on my luck. America's doing horribly under a black president. We're in black days because of a black president. And then all of a sudden I got elected. And they said, I remember Trump. The 80s, that was my heyday. That was when I was doing so strongly. So beautiful to see him in leadership. And I think it inspired these people to get back into uh, into their work. And I don't think you're going to see them winning more awards under Sleepy Joe, I think. And Sleepy Joe, excuse me, Sleepy Joe should not get credit for this. This is the Trump entertainment inspiration bearing fruit. You know, this didn't start two weeks ago. It started under my administration where um, Billy, where Joe Frazier, Joe Frazier said, I want to be an actor again. And, uh, Short Circuit. Remember Short Circuit? Johnny Number 5, he said, I want to be an actor again, too. And now they were both won awards. Okay. Well, that's, that's, that's very interesting. Remember Short Circuit? Do you remember Short Circuit? Yeah. Johnny, Johnny Number 5. five. Remember that guy? Johnny Number <laughs> 5. Did. And they wanted to cancel that guy because he wasn't Indian. And I said, well, he certainly convinced me. Even Nathan Modi, my friend. We watched it in India. Short Circuit. I watched it with Nathan Modi. And... He thought he was Indian. So at some point, maybe you're good enough at acting that it doesn't matter. But now they probably want to cancel that guy. I wanted to ask you about the, the, the winning picture. Everything, everywhere, all at once. I think they won, they won best picture, best director. Um, know, those two directors best... can go to hell. I don't, you got to watch their speech. Two of the most annoying people... Oh. I think people in the radical left would even agree that those were very horrible, annoying people. Well, they won almost everything. It was was the best picture, 
best director, best actor, or best supporting best actor. Best screenplay, best editing, best bullshit, best <laughs> nonsense, best giveaway to China under China Hunter and Joe Biden. This is what they do. This is basically China. China said, we want everything everywhere all at once. And Sleepy Joe and Hunter said, absolutely. You can have it all. You can even have our Oscars. You can even have our Oscars now. This this movie, I'm not going to lie, it wasn't the worst thing I've ever seen. But for this thing to sweep the Oscars, when you have an Elvis, when you have a Top Gun Maverick, and we're talking strong American movies, and and even, by the way, the German movie about war was strong. And instead they said, we'd like to give everything to China, China Joe, China Oscars. You, you really think there's some sort of inside job between our government and giving China all these Oscars? Well, tech stuff, let me ask you a question, because here's sure. the thing. This is why Top Gun Maverick was so great. It didn't go to China because they wanted them to remove some patch on the uniform and digitally remove something. And Tom Cruise and the Top Gun Patriots said, thank you, but no thank you. We'll make a billion dollars without you. And they did. Whereas all these other filmmakers are total sellouts. They just walk around going, we need China's market. You ever hear this? They always talk about how they, oh, we need to get China's the second biggest movie market. So we have to kiss their ass. This is a total sellout move by Hollywood to kiss China's ass by having... This, I don't know what the hell this movie was, but it was a total mess, and it's a, and it's, I think it's unpatriotic to give it best picture. Did you see and Short Tiffany Round or Data? I, I don't know his name, but the uh, the actor from 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 Goonies. Did you see his speech? What do you think? Uh, of that? I did. I was flipping by and I actually did catch it during the three hours and 15 minutes I said. I thought it was the speech of a loser. Really? You didn't feel good for him? I'd feel good for him if he won it on his own merits. But this was a sellout by Hollywood. This was China making this happen. So basically, he gets up there and says, I almost quit. Don't quit. Look at me, I want an Oscar. And I go, first of all, China about that. And secondly, anybody out there who's thinking of quitting, quit. You shouldn't need a motive. I never quit. Nobody's ever had to tell me not to quit. Don't, sir, don't quit. I know, I'm a winner. I don't quit. But if you need short circuit to get up on stage and say, <laughs> hey, hey, person, don't quit because I'm on TV with a fake Oscar from a horrible movie. Not horrible, but pretty horrible. If you need that, you should already have quit. Okay. Well, I don't know. I, th- I thought it was a solid speech, and I felt good for him, and uh, Paulie Shore also felt good for both his buddies from the 80s. It was like the 80s had their their night in the 2000s. I know, tech stuff. The 80s had their night in 2016 and 2020 when I won two elections. You don't think that you're, you said you're hating the 80s. Oh, so you think the Oscars are more important than the presidency? 
No. Interesting. What I was wondering is that you said your Haiti is the 80s. You don't think you were more popular when you had The Apprentice in the 2000s, the early 2000s? Well, to be honest, it's tough to say. I was very popular in so many ways. But, the, you know, the 80s were the art of the deal. Studio 54, whores, prostitutes, hookers, escorts, sluts, skanks, bitches and hoes. And, <laughs> and I didn't get a single drop of AIDS. Not one drop. I'm like the... You know that big forehead woman on on The Last of Us? I'm like that with AIDS. <laughs> it was like I was immune from AIDS. Mary Fred Trump dropped a little bit of AIDS in my mom early on. And then all of a sudden I had perfect AIDS immunity. Immunity to it. <laughs> a last of Trump. Now, Mr. President, very exciting news for this podcast. We have a new sponsor. And guess what? Massachusetts, listen up. And, and also every other state in the country. The wait is finally over. FanDuel, America's number one sports book, is now live in Massachusetts. You can gamble in Massachusetts now. That's it. Sports betting is legal. And new customers in Massachusetts can get in on the action with $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. And I think this goes for anywhere where gambling is legal. So if your state is legal, you can do this as well. When you place your first $5 bet, just sign up at FanDuel.com slash Boston. Finally, you can bet on all your favorite sports from the money line to point spreads to player props and more. I love FanDuel. FanDuel is my sports betting app. That's right. I got the Jets to win the the AFC East, Jets to win the Super Bowl, and Jets to win um, AFC as well. So Can I say something, tech stuff? Sure. We, I've always used FanDuel. I know you do too. I've never used any other betting app. And anybody who tells you they've ever heard me promoting some <laughs> other betting site, we call that bullshit. FanDuel is not FanDuel is number one. That's just a fact. That's not like, oh, we say it's no, it is. Okay, it's called it is. And I think what people need to realize is this is a golden opportunity for people. And obviously we have a strong listening base in Boston and Massachusetts, but like you said, tech stuff, this goes for everybody everywhere all at once. How about that? You see that sort of tie into that nasty movie. So if you are a sports gambling person, you got to take advantage of this for yourself and you got to make the show look good by taking advantage of it. So, okay. You may continue now. Okay. So bet, uh, now on an app that is safe, secure, and super easy to use. Don't miss your chance to get $200 in bonus bets, win or lose everyone. This is a great deal. Visit FanDuel.com slash Boston to make every moment more on America's number one sports book, everyone. That's right. Go to FanDuel.com slash Boston. Must be 21 and over and present in Massachusetts. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at Sportsbook. FanDuel.com. Gambling problem. Hope is here. Gambling. Um, 
what is this gambling helpline ma.org or call 1-800-327-5050 for 24 seven support. Now back to the show, Mr. President, I wanted to ask you about your former VP. He, I, I think he's thrown the gauntlet down like official, like he's like, let's, let's fight. Because he is blaming you for endangering his family on January sixth. I think he's probably blowing the gauntlet. <laughs> well, what do you? What are your feelings right now towards uh, little gay Mike Pence? Little gay Mike Pence says that I endangered his family. Is that what he's saying on January? That's what 6th? He, that's what he's saying on January sixth. Okay, yeah. a little LGMP. He endangered his family when he betrayed his president, when he betrayed his country. That's the first time. But he also betrayed his family and, excuse me, endangered his family when he was going down on all those truckers with no protection across America at those prayer meetings, the prayer meetings, which we also know as truck stops. (laughs) And how about that? You know, he was probably bringing back, he doesn't have my last of us AIDS immunity. <laughs> he was probably bringing back Magic Johnson level of AIDS to mother. Mother is probably full of AIDS right now. And he says I endangered his family. Mother is a walking AIDS capsule. <laughs> now, a follow up question. If you happen to debate against um, little gay Mike Pence. Will you go as far as calling him little gay in the public? Or do you have any other insults planned for him? Do you plan on going after mother? Uh, if you have a debate or he publicly comes out and he is one of the people who are in the running, you, you have to put him down. How are you going to do it? Like a dog. Uh, actually, this is how subtle I am. I'm subtle like the silent B in the word subtle. I'm going to call him manly Mike Pence. <laughs> but everybody will know I'm being sarcastic. And I'll say, oh, look at manly Mike Pence being so manly right now. Very tough. He wasn't so tough. He wasn't so tough in the White House. He wasn't so tough on January 6th, but he's manly Mike Pence. Look how manly he is. What a man. And people understand that I'm being sarcastic. I like that plan. Now, Mr. President, this woman, um, she she had your eye for a little bit. We haven't heard much about her recently. Uh, Lauren Boebert, I have some news for you before you get oh, excited. Okay, but excuse me. Excuse me. I don't like yes. you saying that we haven't heard. Just because she's a dude. You put some respect on her okay. stupidity. <laughs> she's a two-time Epi winner and a potential future fourth Mrs. Trump. I don't like the way you're suggesting that I don't care about her. Of course I care about her. We've had very powerful Mar-a-Lago sex. So, you know, we, we respect her. She's a, a very treasured member of our of our community. Well, she's going to be a grandma. Her I'm seven- sorry, it sounded, it sounded like you said she was going to be a grandma. I did say that. She's going to be a grandma. Her 17-year-old son um, is having a baby with his girlfriend. Okay, so 
Brian Bobert is going to be a gilf. Correct. 36, okay. A 36-year-old gilf. I got to say, I feel like you got to be at least 50 to qualify for gilf status. I feel like that's too soon to cut off. Uh, wow. I mean, Bobert, in a weird way, this makes me very even more attracted to her because it says that she really is stupid trash. <laughs> I mean, a 17-year-old just got somebody pregnant? That's incredible. Well, you know, she was a high school dropout to have her first child. I know, that's one of the things I like about her. <laughs> but, I mean, she looks... I mean, she's had four kids. You realize that? She's had four kids, and she's a tight little package. And that is... I'm not sure what to say because I, I, at first, if you asked me if I'd like to have sex with a grandmother, I'd say I'd rather cut my penis off and jump off a bridge. <laughs> but if Bobert's a grandmother, it's almost like she's she's under forty, but a grandmother. That's sort of like very kinky. Yeah, definitely. You know? It's 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 very like it's it's wow. I'm, I'm sure you know you usually have very strong words in situations like this, but I, but it's sort of thrown me for a loop because, like I said, normally if you said, would you like to have sex with a grandmother? I'd say, I'd rather dip my penis in kerosene and light myself on fire. But with Bobert, who's such a talented, stupid cutie pie, you know, I, you know, we could do role play, you know, because it would be like she comes in like with a walker like pretending to be a real grandmother, like she'd have the tennis balls on the walker <laughs> and, you know, shuffle in and she'd be, and she'd go, oh, hello, how are you, Mr. President, sir? But then like the stripper music comes on and she like, her like grandma sweater and skirt is actually like, like a, like a, like a tear away. And underneath it's like, like NBA players. Exactly. They're pants. And on her stomach, it says GILF and like a tattoo that says GILF. GILF life. And it, like there's an arrow pointing to her vagina that says, please deposit insure drink here. You know, it's like a creamy protein drink that old people drink, but obviously it means something else. And she'd be in like nice four inch heels and start, you know, she'd probably be playing like Benny Goodman records and like dancing to that, but it'd be funny. You know, it's like, oh, she's pretending to be old, but she's actually a dumb, sexy piece of crap. And <laughs> I'd probably propose, you know, we'd go to an early bird special. I keep up, you know, we'd go to like Denny's at 4 p.m. for some sort of early bird and I'd propose to her there. And then she'd, you know, she'd take my grand slam right there on the, on the, on the counter, on the Denny's table. <laughs> and we'd celebrate yeah we'd celebrate like i'd i'd, I'd take you know, the discount prices for seniors like she'd, <laughs> i'd like tuck it into a g-string and then we'd, we'd be a very happy couple for eight to 12 months <laughs> she did say this she was uh she said that wouldn't she... you like to see lauren bobert just drinking a tall glass of insure wouldn't that be um... the hottest grandmother video you've ever seen it would be a hot gilf video for sure. I think I think people would be. I think we should invest in insure because I think once we get Bobert an endorsement deal with them, you know, I'm a grandma and I need to keep my bones strong. So when my president rails me, I hold up strong. 
And then it's like, whoa, and sure got sexy. <laughs> I'd say pitch it. I'm pitching a tent right now, thinking of Grandma Bobert. <laughs> he did say this. She she praised uh, rural team birth rates. Um, it's evidence they value life, she said, because uh, um, team birth rates are going up. So it shows it, that you had you had me at thirty six year old grandma. You don't have to <laughs> offer me any more evidence that she's dumb as shit. Okay. I'm okay. already at peak peak okay. Trump erection. It, telling me more facts about her being stupid. Yeah, okay. it can only hurt my penis at this point. <laughs> my apologies. Before we get to the next story, Mr. President, making podcasts great again is also brought to you by Rocket Money. Are you wasting money on subscriptions? I used to be. 80% of people have subscriptions they forgot about. Maybe for you, it's an unused Amazon Prime account or a Hulu account that never gets streamed. Who? Hulu. Who? There's this great app I use. Helps me track all my expenses. I've been talking about this for months. I found about them. Found about them right before the holidays, and because of them, I don't waste money anymore on subscriptions. Okay, that I don't use. You might have heard of it. It is called Rocket Money, formerly known as Truebill. Do you know how much your subscriptions really cost? Most Americans think they spend around eighty dollars a month on subscriptions when you're really spending two hundred dollars or more. That's right. You could be wasting hundreds of dollars each month on subscriptions you don't even know about. Happens to me all the time, but now that I have Rocket Money, it doesn't happen at all. There's a app I love using. It is Rocket Money, and it's formerly known as Truebill. It's so easy. It cancels everything for you. You don't have to do anything. The app shows all your subscriptions in one place and then cancels for you whatever you don't still want. It's awesome because you don't have to wait on on hold you don't have to send emails out you don't have to go through that pain in the ass it's beautiful and they cancel everything for you rocket money can even find subscriptions you don't even know about they may even find out you've been double charged for a subscription to cancel all you have to do is just press cancel and rocket money takes care of the rest get rid of useless subscriptions with rocket money now go to rocketmoney.com slash mpga seriously it helped me. It could save you hundreds per year. That's rocketmoney.com slash MPGA. Cancel your unnecessary subscriptions right now at rocketmoney.com slash MPGA. Uh, tech stuff. I'm going to let something that I said I would never allow on this episode, but I'm going to let a failed comedian speak very quickly. <laughs> hey, everybody. It's JL. I have to make this quick. The president is very angry at me, but uh, a few big shows coming up that I hope you're listening to this right now. Um, Washington, D.C., March 19th, Philadelphia City Winery, March 24th, Catch a Rising Star, Princeton, New Jersey, March 25th. And then just one taping of my next hour long special person of height. That's April 1st, April Fool's Day in New York City. All ticket links and information are at jlcovan.com, jlcomedy.com slash calendar. Um, get the tickets uh, as soon as you can if you're going to any of those shows. That's all I'm going to say. I don't mean to sound desperate. I am. Now back to the uh, president. Don't ever do that. That was disgusting. And I was feeling very charitable because of the... <laughs> Very powerful Lauren Bobert grandmother news, but that's it. <laughs> One charitable thing. 
And that's it. I don't ever want to hear that person again. Well, Mr. President, Silicon Valley Bank, you have any money invested with them? Uh, no, I have all my money uh, mostly in uh, developing nations, like supporting military dictatorships. Perfect. Well, Silicon Valley Bank has collapsed. It is the biggest since 2008, the second largest bank failure in U.S. history. Well, it's because everybody's going to saline now. You know, silicone is out, saline is in. Is that the reason? Well, the, sa- Don't I mean, the you- silicone in the 80s, you know, like Brendan Fraser and Short Circuit, uh, the, you know, silicone was very big then. That would have been the time to be part of Silicon Bank. But now you, you want to be in Saline Bank, you want to be in uh, BBL Bank, you want to be in all sorts of other, other body parts. Now, do you think they should bail out this bank? Oh, no, absolutely not. I think, I think the problem, and I've read this, and a lot of people are saying, by the way, it was woke banking that undid them, you know, that they were too focused on uh is wakanda okay is uh you know is is dave Chappelle's jokes offensive and that's not the way to run a bank they're very woke very woke policies they what is it diversity equity inclusion and then they were also doing mm-hmm. like environmental and security and green climate it was all sorts of disgraceful things that a bank shouldn't be a bank shouldn't be involved in worrying about the planet or people the only green they should be worried about is money right mr president i don't carry cash so i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> okay mr president have you ever done business with robert blake in the past robert Former blake TV the star great tv very tough guy beretta i call him beretta yes uh yeah, for a second, I thought Beretta was like a Latino nanny. I was like, come here, Beretta. But then it turned out it was a very tough, very tough guy. And I liked him a lot. He was a good guy. And it was, uh, I didn't work with him, but we uh, uh, we were we were very strong friends for a time. And he was, uh, it's a great loss, the fact that he's gone. Uh, he was accused of killing his wife. He was acquitted. He did that crazy interview on TV. Remember that? Which oh, made it look a, yes. like he was guilty, and yet he was acquitted, and that's yeah. why we have a we used to have a criminal justice system, and it used to work for great people like Robert Blake, but now it's a witch hunt, and he probably died because he was afraid of being caught up in a Trump witch hunt. So I think he's in a better place now. He's probably up in heaven, hanging out with Roy Dan Hollander, Jeffrey Epstein. And uh, the great Fred Trump and, and looking down and just saying, you know, boy, I'm glad I'm out of there because it could have gotten so worse, so much worse the way they do criminal injustice now. And I always sympathized with him. I always sympathized because I believed him. I believe that he didn't kill his wife the same way I didn't push Ivana downstairs. <laughs> he didn't he didn't kill his wife. So. He will be missed. He was he was a tough guy. He was a great guy. Uh, very smart, very tough, very strong. And uh, I think it was so unfair. 
how they treated him like a murderer just because it seemed like he murdered his wife. <laughs> I mean, if I remember correctly, didn't he think that that they weren't recording anymore and, and basically admitted it on camera? Uh, you're thinking of Robert Durst, the real estate okay. person. You're right. I'm, I'm confusing my Roberts. <laughs> also a great guy, by the way. Also a great guy. He was convicted, though, right? I, he was, and now he's resting in power. Yes. Okay. Hopefully with um, Robert Blake. Hopefully <laughs> the Roberts are together. Now, Mr. President, I wanted to ask you about uh, Tucker Carlson and you guys. You guys are getting along now. What's what's your deal? Uh, Tucker Carlson. Tucker Carlson is a great patriot, one of our greatest journalists, and a good guy. And he informed me there were some nasty things they claimed. They claimed that he well, texted. It wasn't. It came from his phone. And he texted Allegedly. how he hated he hated you so much, like from right. his from his own phone, unless someone oh, sure. else texted from his phone. Sure, sure, no, of course, of course, you have all this, you have all the stories, text stuff, great, great. <laughs> now, how about the fact that I know for a fact that Tucker used to have an iPhone? Isn't that interesting? A woke, one of the most woke corporations on the planet. What a shock! They didn't have a Samsung. Hmm. Because you understand if. And Tucker has now switched to Samsung. I actually connected him. He told me, sir, I never wrote those things, sir. And I said, I believe you, Tucker. But just to be safe, because you can't trust woke iPhones. I I got him. I gave him Samsung's, my friend Samuel Sung, his his, uh, personal phone number. Mm. And Samuel Sung has sent him a deluxe, tamper-proof, anti-woke, new model, a new model, the Samsung (laughs) anti-woke 9.0 cell phone for Tucker Carlson. And yeah, I was lucky enough to be on a conference call and then Samsung said, if any text anti-Trump, now your fault. And that was his way of sort of saying, my phone can't be hacked in by the woke left and radical people trying to tear the country apart. So obviously I give Tucker the great benefit of the doubt because he's always been a strong supporter, a very great patriot. And Samsung was kind enough to give him a new phone. And now, obviously, if this happens again, then we know it was Tucker's fault. But I don't think it's happening again. I don't think it's happening. I think it's going to be very strong, very patriotic, and very loving, very loving texts from Tucker Carlson. Uh, no more no more radical left people hacking into his phone or Apple allowing nasty things through. But he he has come out publicly and said he doesn't really like you recently and how Fox returned on you. You weren't really feeling Fox a few uh, weeks it, ago. It, okay, okay, tech stuff. I'm just saying when we 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 talked about this. Do you have an iPhone? You have an iPhone? Yes. Okay, so you can't be trusted. Okay, <laughs> you're obviously in the pocket of of Apple Tunes and uh, Tim Cook. So we can't trust you. I'm telling you what happened. His phone was hacked, possibly by people inside of Apple, woke people inside of Apple. And now I have put my personal contact, Samsung, Samuel Sung, and you insult Samuel Sung when you suggest this, because Samuel Sung would not have done this if he didn't believe me and believe Tucker. 
you think you're gonna you, excuse me, you think you're gonna fool Samuel's son and he's just gonna give a a a Samsung anti-woke 9.0 to anybody who just he doesn't trust? No, it's gonna go to somebody that I vouch for and that he believes. So when I say Tucker, Tucker wrote those things, he didn't write those things. That was I believe Tucker that it was uh radical left Antifa and Apple workers who sent those nasty texts. Okay. Well, Mr. President, I'm glad you and Tucker are friends again and on, on good terms. Also, oh, just one, just one question. Yes. Who's Tucker Carlson? He works for Fox. Oh, okay. No, I just I've never heard of the man. <laughs> Perfect. Well, Mr. President, thank you for joining us for uh, another week. Really appreciate you. Everyone check out the Patreon also. Patreon.com slash MPGA. You get movie reviews. You got Kavanaugh's old show on there. You have special guests. We have Fred Trump traditions, different holiday episodes, um, different and members of the Trump family. After this show, as, as everybody can vouch a Patreon, it's probably the best Patreon on patreon and i don't say that lightly the amount of bonus content it's insane if you like the show you love you if you enjoy the show you'll love the patreon very simple but i was going to say check social media this week facebook and twitter because then we'll be announcing when the live episode when the Mm -hmm. live patreon episode will be and also uh well that's it that's all we have to announce but we're going to have a bonus episode we're going to be reviewing creed three and John Wick 4 mm. uh, at the end of the month. So there's a lot of stuff coming, and there will, of course, be a bonus video. It's, I think it's sort of criminal and disgraceful if you enjoy the show and you haven't given the Patreon a chance. $5, guys, for a bonus episode. Here we go. Patreon.com slash MPGA. Also, follow me on social media at JNOG on Twitter and Instagram. And check out my website, goodyshow.com. I'll be touring with this this fall. It is a show about uh, suicide prevention, mental health. Uh, it's a heartfelt story. So um, check that out if I am in your area. Goodyshow.com. And uh, Mr. President, uh, the floor is yours. Uh, thank you and you're welcome hey guys thanks for listening um check out the patreon uh check out my website jlcomedy.com uh still waiting on a release in release info for the uh for half blackface my first special it doesn't seem like it will be out before i record my second special which seems very on brand for me and my career kind of an inception if you think about it at this point it's kind of like Wait a second, am I bending the laws of physics and time by having my first special come out second? That's weird. But that's what happens in this fun, exciting business of comedy. Um, Check out my podcast, Righteous PK, um, basically wherever you listen to uh, Making Podcasts Great Again. Uh, I have a Patreon as well. If 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 you got cash to spare after joining MPGA, check it out. Um... Other than that, thank you for listening as always. Uh, We appreciate it. If you haven't given us five stars on Apple Podcasts for crying out loud, do it. Um, But yeah, show's still going strong. Trump is sadly still going strong. So we appreciate it. And if you're still listening to this and and you're a fan of the show, um, try to get a friend to listen. You know, that's 
I may not be real talk time. I may not be blowing up like I did a couple of years ago anymore, but I obviously reach a lot of people still. And um, at this point, our best way to keep the show going and keep it growing is really you recommending it to friends and, and family who you, you know, if they have the same comedic or political taste, don't be bashful. You know, we, we don't want this podcast to be your, uh, your side chick or your side piece. Um, you know, tell, tell people, even if you don't share it on your social media, you know, email it to people. If you, if you like a certain episode or, or you want them to, to, to join, join the fun. So we thank you. Uh, have a great week. Um, a lot of bonus stuff coming to you the second half of this month. And God help us all. Today's episode of Making Podcasts Great Again is brought to you by FanDuel, the exclusive wagering partner of CLNS Media Network.